Well, hey, welcome, ReLeader family, to another episode of the ReLeader podcast, where we fix broke stuff. I'm so glad that you're here. If this is your first time watching, uh, thanks for joining us. I encourage you to go back and watch some of our previous ones to learn more about ReLeadership and the concept of fixing broke stuff. And many times it's things that we didn't break. Uh, Many times it is things that we did break, but we didn't start. We didn't build. We are restarting. We are rebuilding. Today, we're going to start a topic uh, that really we're going to end up talking about for the next five weeks. So to, so this this episode and the next four episodes, uh, and I got to start it with a story. So this concept that we're going to really start to unpack started with a story. So my re-leader journey um, started as a pastor um, re-leading a church called Victory Church that in 2014, the lead pastor, um, founding pastor had a moral failure. I stepped in on the heels of that. Many of you know my story. So the first year, um, if you're a re-leader, you know, um, the first year was hell. And it was brutal. It was unbelievably brutal. It was in over my head. People were leaving the church. People were frustrated. Staff, um, finances were down. If you've ever re-led anything, you know that when you first step in, those first six to 12 months are just really brutal. And had a couple of really amazing men in my life that, that spoke into my life. And one of those men was Jimmy Evans. And for some reason, I don't know if you've ever, ever had a friend like this, but for some reason, Jimmy Evans always um, knew when to call me, you know. And there was one particular uh, weekend, I remember it very distinctly, I was actually mowing. I used to go out and mow my yard, and that was kind of my headspace where I would process and think. And and I looked down on my riding mower, and, and I looked at my phone, and it was ringing, and it just said Jimmy Evans. And um, I was just in a terrible place. I was in a fetal position emotionally, mentally. And when I saw it, I knew that this was, was the Lord, that something the Lord wanted me to share, wanted to share something with me. And we have people that listen to this podcast and follow ReLeader that, that aren't pastors. They're just, they're just leaders. And there's some that aren't even believers. But for me, my context, um, I leaned into this as though the Lord was really good about to say something to me. I picked it up. And if you know Jimmy Evans, he's very blunt. He's very loving, but he's very blunt. And he's, he always says, John Chesty, John Chesty. And he said, I was walking this morning um, on the golf course praying for you, and I feel like I have something that I need to share with you. And I said, okay. And what he doesn't know at the time that I was, I was muting the phone because I was, I was tearing up and I didn't want him to know. And so I just sat down in the grass and I listened to him. And what he began to share with me blessed me to my core and really got me through the next year or two of my re-leader journey. And so I think this is really special because – I hope and pray that the same way that it encouraged me, I hope and pray that the same way that it got me through some really challenging times, my prayer is that this word would be a word that wasn't just for me, but that it would go through to you as you listen to this, as you watch this. So he said, he said, John, um, I see a, a picture of you standing in the middle of a field and you're standing and there's, it was like a wheat field and there's just wheat everywhere. And it's, it's, the harvest is ready, right? And he said, but what I, what I sense is that the field that you're standing in, you didn't sow any of the seed for this harvest. And if you're a re-leader, you totally, totally understand what I'm saying. When you step into re-leadership, you are stepping into something that you did not build. You are stepping into buildings you didn't create systems you didn't place, policies you didn't write, staff you didn't hire. 
everything around you is a harvest. It's the product of something, but it's the product of something that you did not do. And this was exactly where I was. I, I couldn't stand the culture. I had struggles with staff. I had struggles with congregants. Honestly, I had struggles with myself. I was trying to figure out who am I? Can I do this? And I was just front to back, side to side, top to bottom. I was struggling. And what he said is he said, what I want you to know is that you need to take your focus off the harvest. And this is for somebody out there. I had to learn, and he was trying to teach me, that the harvest that I was standing in wasn't my harvest. I didn't sow the seeds for this. And he said, if you, if you keep focusing on the harvest, it's going to drive you crazy. And what you need to know is that you don't need to harvest that crop. It's not your, it's not your crop to harvest. And he said, instead of focusing on the harvest, instead of focusing on the fruit, so to speak, that's in front of you, I want you to do something. I want you to just start sowing seed. Just start sowing seed. Focus on the seed that's in your pocket and not, and not the fruit that's before you. And this was such a profound word for me that, like I said, gave me profound insight. It gave me pivot. It gave me focus. And it helped me through the course of the next 12 to 18 months to really begin to focus on not what's in front of me, but what's inside me. What is in me that I want to get out of me into this organization? And so I did. I pivoted. I changed. And what I didn't know at the time and what I think I learned over the course of those next couple of years is that I, I, I understood the analogy of it and I understood the vision of it. Um, what I didn't comprehend in that moment is what seeds are we talking about? Like, what does this mean? If I'm supposed to start sowing seed, what are the seeds that I as a re-leader need to start sowing? And so that's what we're going to talk about. So today, we're going to talk about this. What are the four seeds as a re-leader? What are the four seeds that I must sow right now? What do I need to start focusing on? And first and foremost, re-leaders, you got to take your eye off of the harvest. Take your eye off of the fruit, the staff, the culture, the systems, everything that's in front of you. Don't let that overwhelm you. Focus on the smallness of the seeds. And so for the next four weeks, okay, we're going to focus on the seeds of what we're supposed to do. And I, and I, I want to kind of give you a heads up. This is a marathon, not a sprint. Okay. This is a marathon, not a sprint. And so you need to know that this is going to take time. Uh, Jace, my son, Jace and I, uh, I love, we love to play games together. He loves the Xbox. So I just engage there and we, we play video games together from time to time. And there was this one that we got like super obsessed with. I think it was called um, City Landscape or City Skyscrape or something like that. Skyscrapers, Skyline, something like that. And in this game, you build cities and you have to build the sewer systems, the electrical grid. Um, you have to build the streets. You have to build uh, 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 trash, you know, landfills and you build buildings and soccer stadiums and basketball arenas and housing, hospitals. You have to build everything like it's a real city. You set the tax structure. Uh, the tax system, you build houses for the community and it's, it's, you get obsessed with it. Like it's crazy. You have to earn tax revenue. You can drill oil. Okay. Now I'm, now I'm, I feel like I'm trying to sell the game. I'm not trying to sell this game to you, but we got so obsessed with this game. And over the course of several weeks, we built this massive city with skyscrapers. I mean, we were churning, man. We had the tax revenue coming in. We were drilling for oil we were doing uh, crops and agriculture and building cities. And I mean, it was unbelievable. We built this spectacular city. 
And in about week two or three of us messing with this game, we realized that we had made a devastating mistake. We um, had built the infrastructure way too small. We had built our streets way too narrow. What started happening was the population of the city began to grow, and then the infrastructure of the city that we built could not sustain what we built. And ambulances couldn't get to the houses, and sick people were dying, and we lost all of the tax revenue. People started moving out of our cities. And and I say all that to say we got to the point where building a new structure, building another skyscraper, building another arena, building the next thing didn't help us. It actually harmed us because we didn't start the right way. We didn't do the right things at the right time up front to sustain what it was we were trying to build. And I think that's something that's really important for leadership for us to understand is that so many times in leadership, myself included, in those early days of re-leadership, we get so obsessed, we get so fixated on trying to build the next thing, right? Start the next event, start the next, if you're in the business world, start the next product line, that we fail to do the little things first. And this is what I wanna focus on for the next four weeks. And so for the next four weeks, we're gonna talk about four things, okay? Four seeds that you need to sow right now, right now. And I want you to know this is gonna take time. If you're a president, CEO, lead pastor, if you're the person at the helm of the ship, this is gonna take a really long time. And I don't mean to depress you, but you're probably looking at two to three years to really, really, really sow the seeds that you need to sow and then reap a harvest. And that's what Jimmy told me that day. He said, John, there's gonna come a day where you wake up and you're standing in the field of the harvest that you sowed. And that day has came, that, that day has come. I, I have experienced that. The culture I like, all that was me, the, the, the brand, the, the atmosphere, the environment, all of those things happened, but it took a really long time. So I'm telling you, it may take you two to three years to really do this. Uh, if you're a department head, let's just say you're a director or associate director, or maybe you're a teacher or you know something that may not be at the helm of the ship, but you're a leader and you're a re-leader, you might, be, you might be looking at six months. You might be looking at six to 12 months, but just know that this is a marathon, not a, not a sprint. And for Jace and I, um, we had become so distracted by growth um, in this game that we failed, uh, we failed at building the infrastructure to sustain the growth. And so I, what I want you to focus on uh, as we go through these, I'm going to give them to you today, okay? I'm going to give you all four of them today, and I'll briefly talk about these four but then the next four episodes, we're going to unpack these every single one for the next four episodes. So you do not want to miss a single episode uh, of, of what we're going to dive into today. Okay, so let's jump in these, uh, jump into these today. Let me give them to you and then we'll wrap up today and then be back for the next episode. And we're going to unpack these one by one. So number one, okay, if you're going to start, stop focusing on the harvest and start throwing down seed, number one, the first seed you have to start throwing down is you throw down the seed of building your team. You got to build your team. Um, this is such a vital, vital, vital step. Uh, when you're a re-leader, um, when you step into leadership, you also inherit your team. You, you, didn't, you didn't hire any of these people. You, in, you inherit every single one of them. And so I've experienced this. At, at the church, I experienced this when I became the president of the King's University. Now, when I say your team, I'm not talking about 
all of your staff, okay? If you have multiple staff, I'm talking about your team, your leadership team. And this is such a vital component. Um, without the right team, you won't be efficient. You, you will not be an efficient leader. Without the right team, you won't be effective. Um, and quite frankly, without the right team surrounding you, you won't be happy. You won't be happy. You wanna do life. Uh, these are people that you're gonna spend a lot of time with, eight hours a day. Like a vast majority of your time is gonna be spent with this team. And so you have to focus in and build this team quickly. And next week, or, or I'm sorry, our next episode, we're gonna unpack this at length, at length. Um, couple really quick things before I go to the next one. If you have the wrong team, okay, you're sunk before you ever even get out of the harbor. Like you, you I don't want to get, I don't want to get too deep into this because we're going to unpack this at length. But most, many leaders, not most, many leaders are really afraid to pull these triggers because when you get in there, most of re-leadership, I talk and I even, I even say this, that most of your re-leadership journey is very slow, very patient, uh, take your time. It's a marathon, except for building your team. Do this quickly. Do this very, very quickly, and we'll get it. We'll unpack that in our next episode. And here's here's why it's important. Um, you could have all the resources you need. Okay, you could have every resource you need, but if you don't have the right people to manage them, you're sunk. Okay, uh, you could have you could have the best vision of any leader on the planet. But if you don't have the right people to implement the vision, you're sunk. You're sunk. Um, you could have the best product. Let's say you're Apple and you've got the best, best product line there is with, with technology. If you don't have the right teams surrounding you uh, to market them well and to push them out and to manufacture them well, you're sunk. You're sunk before you ever, ever even get started. So if you want to know what seed you should sow first, and these are, in my opinion, okay, in my opinion, these are in order. In, of importance. One of the first things you got to do when you get into releading is you got to build your team. And if you've been releading for a year, 15 months, 18 months, 24 months, and you wake up every day thinking, man, I shoulda, coulda, woulda, it's not too late, but you better do it quick. All right. Okay. That was kind of forceful. Let's go to the next one. The next seed uh, that you need to start throwing down quickly is you got to start throwing down the seed of building trust. You got to build trust, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spend too much time on this one, because I've already done an entire episode on this. All right, so go back to episode two. We talk about why building trust is important. Um, in the coming weeks, okay, two episodes from now, we're gonna do an, another entire episode on building trust because it's a vital it's a it's a vital component uh, to what you're doing. It's 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 critical. So um, this comes after building teams. Okay, you don't want to. And why it's important to do that is because you don't want to build trust with the wrong team. And then you have to do something to get rid of that team, bring in your new team. Now you're starting all over again in building trust. So make sure you build your team first and then go into building trust. And again, we'll do a whole episode on this, another whole episode on that. So no, number one, build your team. Number two, uh, build your trust, build trust. And number three, the number three seed you need to sow down, uh, throw down is build culture, build culture. And these are sequential. You need to do these first. You build the team first. You build trust second. You build culture third. All right? You can't build culture if you don't have trust. And you're wasting your time building trust if you have the wrong team. So you build your team. You build your trust. You build culture. Um, here's the diff difficulty in this. This, In my opinion, this is the hardest part. 
Okay, this will be the hardest seed that you sow because you have to sow a million seeds to get one piece of fruit. Um, it's a challenge. And the challenge being is you didn't start this place. So when you come in as the re-leader, there's already culture present. There's already a culture. Whether there was an intentionality to the culture or whether it was unintentional, unintentional, there is already culture there. And the problem is, is you didn't build it. Somebody else built it. And there's something about it that, that isn't right. And you're going to have to redevelop it. You're going to have to recreate. You're going to have to reshape and reform and recast the vision of what the culture needs to be. And there's some of this that you don't need to throw out, right? So some of the culture there you may, you may appreciate, some of that culture you may like. Um, so you don't have to throw all that harvest out, but you are gonna have to plant new seeds. I love what Sam Chan said. Sam Chan, amazing leadership um, a consultant and author and writer. He says this, he says, culture isn't part of the game, it is the game. It's the context in which all activities happen it's the air that the organization breathes. If the culture is toxic or misaligned, no, listen to this, no amount of strategy or innovation will help the organization thrive. Culture is vital to what you're trying to do. And the temptation for most leaders or most leaders in general is to go right to task at building, shaping, growing, rebuilding, reshaping, regrowing, and we ignore the culture and that's very dangerous to do. We're gonna unpack this at length. Um, Peter Drucker said this, Peter Drucker said, culture eats vision for breakfast. Culture eats vision for breakfast. I love that quote, but I would actually take it a step further. And I would say that if you don't build culture, your organization will eat you for lunch. You have to build culture. You have to be intentional to do it. So if you don't build the culture, no one else will. And we're going to get into that in, in, in the coming weeks. Okay. Last but not least, the number one, I'm sorry, the number four seed that you have to throw down. Okay. Let's recap. Number one, build your team. Number two, build trust. Number three, build culture. Number four, build yourself. Build yourself. Um, all of them are important. This is the one that we are the worst at. Okay. This is the one that many leaders skip. Um, we're not very good at building ourselves. And the danger in, the, in this is if we don't build ourselves, we will end up falling. We will end up failing. Um, many times we don't do this well. Therefore, we see so many moral failures. We so, see so many leaders fall from the calling that God had placed on their life. This is such a critical, critical, critical step in sowing down and throwing down seed in the process of building our organization. So um, you have blind spots. We all do, okay? The, the hardest person you will ever lead in all of your leadership journey, the hardest, the most difficult person to ever lead is yourself, yourself. And the reason for that is because you can talk yourself into anything. <laughs> so we have to continually be working. And, and truth be told, this is kind of, harsh in your face, but, but it's true. And I mean it, you are the lid to your organization. So you, we are the lid. I'm the lid to victory church. I was the lid to King, to, to the King's university. If I don't grow there, I love what Craig Rochelle said. Uh, many leaders have said this, but he says a rising tide lifts all boats. So as a leader, when Craig says this, when the leader gets better, everybody gets better. And so we are the lid. And so we have to continually be building ourselves. And I can't wait to unpack this. Okay, this will be the final episode in this little mini series we do. We're going to talk about how do I build myself? How do I get into this in detail? 
So again, that's today's episode. And I, I, my, my hope today was that I just kind of dangled a little carrot out there, that I, I, I enticed you a little bit. Um, hey, I'm, I'm producing content all the time. I'm pushing out content all the time. If you're not getting it, you need to go to releader.co, okay, releader.co, and you can sign up for a free subscription. Uh, I, would, I would highly recommend you to sign up for the paid subscription. It's a very, very minimal uh, cost per month. And the, the, you can invest in a lot of things. The thing you really need to invest in is yourself. Uh, this is a this is a close knit community. We we have community on this on this platform. We converse with one another. We chat with one another, and I'm inviting you to come be a part of this Releader community as we all uh, try to lead better, and we can do it together. Love you guys. Uh, so thankful that you watched today. Hey, give us a shout out. Post us on social media. Share it with other Releaders. Releaders know Releaders. Okay, so share it with your Releader friends. We're so excited. We're so honored that you're here. Uh, until then, until next time, go fix broke stuff.